You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. That is Repulsive Woman with If This Is Bright from the brand new EP, The Even Hand. All the way over in the UK, we have Millie Lovelock. Morena, uh, well, good evening. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. 
congratulations on the Even Hand. It's a stunning EP, and I know it's been quite a long time in the making. Some of these tracks date right back to uh, when you were still playing with Astro Children and touring around. How does it feel to have this body of work out now? Uh, it feels really good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's nice to kind of get it off my desk, really. Uh, so <laughs> it's always a bit of a block having something unreleased sitting around. Um, well, I find anyway, um, I find it much harder to write when I know I have something waiting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it feels really nice to have it out. Totally. That's so interesting because I feel I feel like quite a lot of musicians have that um, experience of, you know, you've, you've already maybe moved through the, the era of the thing that you're releasing into the world. Does it feel a little bit like that for you or, or are you still kind of finding ways to relate to this? Um, I mean, it, it absolutely feels like I've, I've moved through that. I mean, so much has happened <laughs> since I wrote the songs for the EP. Um, but I think, I think that's quite a nice feeling because mm. you don't really want to be sitting around in anguish um, <laughs> as you may have been when you wrote the songs. Um, so it's kind of nice to, to be able to play them from a more not necessarily neutral position, but just from a different position, I think. Mm. Um, just a bit and, further down that road almost. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's quite pleasurable really to to kind of look back on it as a body of work and think, okay, well, I did that. And I was having a really bad time when I did that. <laughs> but I still did it and I think it's quite good. And now I can just move on from it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something really lovely about that um, that way of thinking about it as well, to be like, okay, that was a horrible hard time, but I made some really beautiful music out of it, something I can be proud of, and that maybe chapterizes that that era a little bit as well, puts a book a bookend on it almost. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What, with this record, one thing that I found really um, interesting listening through it is something I've always liked about your work. You're very good at blending your, your personal experiences with these kind of almost literary references or historical references, things that you're obviously interested in as uh, you know a, a reader and someone who's interested in um, other people's histories or ideas as well. Is that something that you're thinking about consciously trying to blend into your work or do you find it's quite a natural part of the writing process for you? Uh, it's probably a bit of both, really. Um, I mean, I am really interested in sort of elements of of performance and performativity. Mm. And I'm just, from a kind of academic perspective, I'm really interested in how intimacy works and the kind of role that distance plays in the kind of mechanics of intimacy so I think I find it quite challenging but also in a way easier to write about my own life if I'm also thinking about positioning it against these other narratives um, and you know, maybe I'm just over-intellectualizing a kind of defense mechanism, but <laughs> um, 
yeah, I, th I think it's sort of on the one hand, it comes naturally, and on the other, it's something I'm de I definitely um, I, I definitely want to be kind of giving myself a really strong framework mm. when I'm writing. And it makes it um, it makes lyric writing more satisfying, and I think I write better lyrics when I'm thinking in that way, kind of outside of myself, in a sense. Yeah, totally. I think that's interesting. I mean, I know you're joking about that, like it's a defense mechanism and maybe you feel like you're over-intellectualizing it, but I think actually a lot of people don't think about it when they're, when they're working in that way. And it's really interesting to hear that that is something that you're quite like fascinated by as a concept at the moment and coming from that kind of almost academic uh, or definitely academic position of, of investigating that. I am really interested in that idea. Could you expand a wee bit on what you mean by like the the way distance feeds into the idea of intimacy um yeah i mean definitely i, I could go on for for hours <laughs> about it really but um so i work in my my other job as an academic i work a lot with a theorist named lauren Bolland, who writes just the most gorgeous cultural theory um really moving work i really recommend balance rising to basically everybody but so balan writes about intimacy as the kind of the stories that we tell about ourselves and about other people mm. or narrativizing something which is kind of natural function of the way that we think about our lives and other people's lives we have to have a kind of distance to be able to do that um so there's a necessary distance between yourself and the story that you're telling and even if that story is in the service of getting closer to something else getting closer to somebody else or feeling closer to somebody else or feeling closer to yourself there's still that kind of paradoxical play of distance there because you can't have that intimacy without that ability to narrativize that is so interesting. I feel like music feeds so directly into that conversation because it is like a whole lens that we use to understand ourselves and other people in the world. As a musician, that must be quite an interesting thing to be experiencing, particularly writing about your, your own life or your own experiences. And then as we were just sort of talking about at the start here, now kind of having it feel like a separate chapter almost. Is it something you're hoping you can perform? Do you enjoy the like re-performing of, of things like this or does it feel quite um, confronting maybe? Um, I, I do enjoy performing it. Um, I think it can, it, playing older songs can kind of surprise you sometimes. Mm. Um, if you feel, and I think when you're playing a lot of shows, you can get into a kind of fixed way of delivering something. And then sometimes you'll just be something slightly different will happen and you'll feel completely, um, in that moment when you're performing it and that can be very confronting i think it can be upsetting sometimes or a bit exhilarating yeah uh, but yeah i mean it's it's definitely enjoyable and i think when you have that that distance it is easier to to kind of play with the performance a bit and you can occupy slightly different positions when you're performing the songs and you know you can look at certain lyrics and think hmm <laughs> what did i mean <laughs> when i wrote that yeah and do i still mean it in that way or would i still mean it in that way if i was to to say it now and, and 
so on. Totally. One of those songs that I saw you, I guess, talking about on your Instagram was was No Flowers, which I think is one of the earliest tracks from this EP. Is that right? That's the it's the first track. Yeah, and it it's you said it's the angriest song you've ever written, and uh, that feels like a really, um, you know, to be able to even pinpoint that must it must have been some big feelings that you were sort of processing at the time. Is this one of those songs that you sort of maybe feel? Um, might surprise you or maybe bring up things that you weren't necessarily expecting if you if you perform it again yeah i think i think it definitely will um it was it was quite fun to look back at that one actually and that was kind of the moment of pleasure of of thinking oh i'm so far away from this now (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness so unbelievably full of rage when i wrote that song (laughs) Must be, yeah, that's a, that is a satisfying thing to be like, okay, I can see the rage <laughs> slightly further away from me now. <laughs> I'm not in that anymore, and that's a good thing, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, it was really helpful to write that song. It was a real kind of purging of of emotion when I did it. I was, I was pleased that I'd done it. Um, but I think if I was then to have gone on and, and played it mm. live immediate aftermath that would have been really challenging um and actually quite some time later um i played some songs when i was leaving new zealand to move to manchester i had a party at my dad's house and um myself and the band played some repulsive woman songs and i played no flowers with the band and it was a completely it was a complete recontextualization of the song um but singing the chorus just made me burst into tears and I almost couldn't keep singing it but I hadn't thought about it in the context of of leaving all of my family um because that wasn't how I'd been thinking when I wrote it um so so interesting eh? that that yeah the ways that you can surprise yourself with something you've made I I'm very glad that you've put these out in the world because it is a beautiful EP the even hand it sounds also like maybe you're you're back in that writing space again now that this has been released Uh, are you working on new stuff or thinking about new stuff at the moment Millie I am yeah I have been doing some writing um in spite of the the kind of heaviness of having something waiting to go out into the world um and I'm really looking forward to recording some new tracks and and seeing what direction they take in the studio um I think that's going to be really satisfying and yeah, recording now that I'm I'm more settled in in Manchester as well, I think will be a nice experience. Totally. Well, I hope that you do come back and play some shows for us here in Aotearoa in the not too distant future. But in the meantime, we'll enjoy the EP. Thank you so much for speaking with us, Millie. Have a great rest of your evening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.